welcome to Revival Podcast, brought to you by the Revival Watch Ministries. Listen and be blessed. Tonight I want to speak to us on the subject, are we really praying? Are we really praying? One post which I saw today, which has remained with me all day, my dear brother has prompted my heart to speak on this little subject. Truthfully, the state of our nation is bad from the outlook of things, but we know that the sins of our nation is blandly clear for all of us to see. It is in the open. We also know that when a nation sins, God gives her up to be punished. Literally in Bible terms, it means she sells herself for nothing. We also know what God's plan for restoration is, even nation sins. We clearly see in the prayer of Solomon in 2 Chronicles 6, 24 downwards. Look at what the man of God said. And if thy people, Israel, now I say, if thy people, Nigeria, be put to the worst before their enemies, because they have sinned against you, and shall return and confess thy name, and shall pray and make supplication before thee in this house. And he went on to pray. He went on to say, Lord, if there is death or famine in the land, Lord, if you shut up the heavens, this is all because of our sin. And I want to ask us, isn't it obvious that we are here because of our sin? Isn't it obvious that our nation is what it is today because of our sin? Is it not true that our profession of faith and prayer is on a give and take basis and not on true piety and humility? Are we the so-called people of God praying, not hypocrites? Are we not hypocrites? For we draw to him with our mouth, but our hearts so far from him. Those are the very words of Jesus, the scripture I drew from Isaiah 29, 13. Are we truly a repentant church, a repentant people? You see, we cannot fool God. Let us not claim that we are praying. Some are, but not all. But to say we are praying, to say we are a praying nation, I beg to disagree. I want to quote the very word of Leonard Ravenhill. Many of us are weak, and God can trust us with the destiny of this nation. Oh, let me say in the piercing word of Joel, to an unrepentant nation, rend your heart and not your garment. And in the very word of Ezekiel, make yourselves a new heart. Until this nation repents, let's not expect God to move upon her. You see, I am not bothered when unbelievers, I mean all these worldly folks, make claim that we have been praying all these years and there is no change and that it is time for revolution and all these foolish things they say. Well, I don't blame them, but I lament their ignorance. I want to say and I want to ask which nation as revolution held in modern time or in recent time? Maybe none. Take a look at Syria. Take a look at Egypt. Take a look at Libya. So we must be careful. And I want to say, let them all go sit down and stop looking for cheap publicity. Well, the fault is not theirs, really. The old fault is on the church. She is weak. She has lost the authority to stand upon the truth and impress it upon the whole earth, upon these worldly men. We've lost the sting in the gospel that brings all these worldly people to the cross. Now they can say foolish things and Christians can agree with them. 
These are unregenerated folks. They have no hope of eternity. They have no hope of eternal life, at least as of today, except they repent. You see, when people who are Christians, oftentimes, as we see nowadays, leaders in churches, or the statement like, but I'm praying, it is time to act. It pains my heart. It grieves my heart. And I think it is the most carnal and sensual thing a Christian should say or talk less of a church leader or a leader in a Christian organization. See, I don't know how the Lord feels about this, though, but I'm sure that he is grieved at such remark and statement, for I believe it is a direct insult upon his integrity to answer prayer. We're simply accusing him of inability to do as he says, so he is unfit to retain the title, is somehow claimed. We say that God is a liar and that he is bogus in his claim, which he has refused to take responsibility for in answering prayers. You see, we have committed the most treasonable offense, not against man, not against our nation, not against our government, but against the Holy God, the one we claim to worship, the one we claim to be our Lord. We are in trouble. How do we stand before this holy God when he sits upon his judgment seat? And we all must be worried and terrified. For every idle word, every field post, every nonsense you post on Facebook, on Twitter, on the social media, or you put on your YouTube channel, or anywhere you put it, he will judge them openly. Finally, I think we grieve the Holy Spirit who is a witness to our non-praying and our hypocritical prayers. But then we have big titles. Who knows who is really praying? Now to my question, are we really praying? Yes, we are. But is this the prayer God requires? The prayer of repentance? Our prayers not mad by personal gains and desire for worldly attainment? Are we not only dishing out to God some list of requests as a woman would give a shopping list to her husband. With all these are worldly and self-dominated so-called apostles, prophets, teachers, and pastors, and preachers, whose God is the belly, whose hands is destruction, and the many gullible and regenerated churchgoers, do we think that God is really going to be impressed with our outward show of piety, which lack inward grace? Let's say the truth and face it. We are doing everything but pray. We are doing everything but praying. An average Christian, and I mean the saved one, not a mixed multitude, cannot hold on five minutes in prayer for himself, for his own personal life. Talk less of being interested in praying for a nation. The question I want to ask those who said we've been praying is this. Who are the ones praying? What are they praying for? How often do they pray? And I want to take this to you, right to you. Are you praying? They say, let us not deceive ourselves. God is not mocked. We cannot so sparingly in prayer to reap bountifully in harvest or hands to prayer. That which we have sown is what we are going to reap, and that's what we're reaping. If we have actually prayed, or if we have actually prayed, as many assume we are, this nation will be the most godly nation on earth and prosperity will be within our walls and within our borders. You see, yesterday I made a shocking remark to one of our brothers and this is what I said to him. I said, we are not a Christian nation. 
Let us not deceive ourselves. Let us be clear about that. Many of you think this is a Christian nation. We are not. According to statistics put out by one of our mission outreaches, we are told that Western Nigeria, of all places, has the fastest growth of Islam in West Africa and one of the fastest growing in Africa. Are we shocked about this? Maybe, maybe not. But I want to ask another question. Does God hear the prayer of sinners? Well, yes. If they would repent, what we need to do is repent as a whole nation with sackcloth and ashes upon our heads because we have sinned against God and God is righteous to judge us. You see, I am among the very few who believes this. We know this for a fact, that God answers prayer. This is a fact. The fault is in us, for there is sin in our camp. There is sin in our nation. I want to close tonight by reading God's faithful claim, which is quite contrary to our foolish, irrational, thoughtless, and baseless remarks. And this is found in 2 Chronicles 7, 13, and 14. God here is saying, If I show the heavens that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. We better turn from our wicked ways. We better get pride of our ways and in humility lay upon the dust and cry unto God, spare your people, O Lord, and give not our nation to reproach. Give not Nigeria to reproach. I want to say to you believers who've joined this foolish set of people to say it's time to act and not pray anymore, that it is an aberration for God's people to neglect God's principle of deliverance, which is prayer, in this case a prayer of repentance, and follow the foolish ideology of men. It is neither edifying to the weaker believer, nor exalting the living Christ. When the people of Nineveh repented, with sackcloth and ashes and prayed, God overturned the evil he planned. The question I'm raising tonight, are we really praying? Are we truly praying? Are you truly praying? I want to pray. Lord, we know we're not praying. We know most of us are hypocrites. We talk about prayer but never prayed. And tonight we repent, Lord. And we ask you to Help us to begin to pray, to pray for our nation's deliverance. We know that you do answer prayer. Oh, that you forgive all the ignorance of men who claims that you no longer answer prayer. And now it's time for us to heart and or neglect your principle of deliverance. We repent on behalf of our nation. And we ask that you, God, will move upon our land in an act of mercy. Please don't judge us, Lord. We ask for the Spirit of God to, to move upon the church and please revive us, O God. And we will praise you forever, even as we believe that you're working in our time and in our heart, in our church and in Nigeria as a whole, and that you bring this nation to yourself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening. We hope that you've been blessed by today's episode. God bless you. See you next time.